She's an international life purpose and career coach who draws from experiences and lessons learned over a decade of finding her purpose through the corporate, startup, and nonprofit worlds across the U.S., Africa, Asia, and Europe, all while juggling self-judgment, familial pressure, and societal expectations. Hi, neighbor. My name is Mackie, and welcome to another episode of the Progress Neighborhood Podcast. And this is an episode on careers and self-improvement with international life coach, Angela Choi. Hi, Angela. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing well. Are you in Manila? Yes, I am in Manila. Have you been into Manila? I have not been to Manila. I've been to Cebu. Oh, Cebu. Cebu. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you find Cebu? Honestly, um, one of the things that really um it's very vivid in my memory it's just how happy the people were um so when I was in uh Cebu I visited a slum and they were the happiest people I've ever met in my life it really made me rethink things and um about like how in America we have so much, but we're not happy as a people, but there they have so little and they're so happy and so gracious and so generous and just want to share with people. Mm-hmm. Um, that really sticks out in my memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, a typical Filipino is that uh, literally happy because uh, that's the same feedback that I uh, usually get, uh, well, during my stay in our hometown in uh, Dublin, in Ireland. Um, yeah. whenever, whenever they, they bump into a Filipino, they, they're always happy, um, so carefree and all that. So, um, yeah. How, how's New York? You're, you're in New York right now, right? Yes. I'm currently in New York. Uh, things are back to normal. If that's even a term that we can use mm-hmm. to the extent possible you know people are out and about most people are wearing masks um they're slowly reopening things um it's as normal as it could be under the circumstances is how i feel uh, how how does new york cope up with the covid situation right now uh right now it's pretty good because we were the first major city to be hit very hard so we Mm -hmm. learned a lot of lessons back in march and april so right now i think that we're doing um generally speaking okay Mm -hmm. okay so yeah uh first off uh, i'd like to thank you for for booking a podcast guesting with me here in the progress neighborhood podcast uh actually uh to be honest this um this is technically one of the first time, uh, one of the first, you were one of the first um, few guests that I have because uh, I've been podcasting uh, um, since 2017, but then uh, I never got the chance to onboard someone 
Uh, I usually talk about tech, being a startup entrepreneur and all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, do you mind if you can walk me through your personal background? I mean, what do you do for a living or uh, something? Yeah, so I am an international life purpose and career coach. I work with people to help them uncover their purpose so that they can have both the impact and the income that they want and Mm. so that they enjoy life both in and outside of work. And the work that I do is very much informed by my own personal experiences, having spent the last decade trying out different jobs, different sectors, different industries, different functions all around the world. And really what I've come to discover is that in order to tap into our purpose, it comes from within, right? So I work with people to tap into theirs. Okay, so how long have you been doing this? Yeah, so at my... Last job, I one of the things that I did was I worked as a career coach. I worked for a nonprofit. And that was when I realized that I enjoyed doing that. And then this year was when I decided to branch off and do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, do, do you need a certain degree or a certificate or something to be a life coach? Yeah, so, you know, this is a really good question. Um, Objectively, the answer is no, you don't. Um, However, there are a lot of places out there that offer certifications to become a life coach. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not necessary, though. And I feel like what is most important is your ability to connect with someone, build rapport with someone and really empower them to dig deep. And, um, you know, it's something that I feel like can be learned through practice. And also as someone who's an empath and as someone who um, enjoys listening to people, these things come to me naturally. Well, that's good to hear. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, now, now that you mentioned earlier that uh, New York City is kind of like getting back into, into its normal state, um, what do you think about the availability of uh, career opportunities for the people around there, uh, starting there? Because um, as far as I know, a lot of companies have closed, a lot of a lot, a lot of um, businesses have laid off their employees during the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, uh, what do you think about the career opportunities? Um, do, they, do they technically reopen or are there any new career opportunities for people to get into their, uh, to, for people to get themselves into? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, if the pandemic has proved anything, I think it's proven that the economy will always be there. Yeah, you may go through highs and lows, but it's always going to be there, right? So, and I understand that there have been layoffs, but it's 
I mean, there are a couple of ways of looking at this. So like there have been layoffs, but that's not permanent, right? So if you look at this from like an economic perspective, um, anytime that something bad has happened for the economy, we've always found a way to prevail, right? The Great Mm -hmm. Depression, the recession of 2008, there's always going to be a comeback. So that's one way of looking at it. If you're looking at it from an economic perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I I think that what's more important though, instead of looking at it from an economic macro perspective is to really actually focus um, on a micro perspective, right? And actually focus on what it is that individually like a person wants to do, right? Mm-hmm. Because... I feel like when people get clear on what it is that they want to do, and this is where my spiritual side comes in, the universe will work its magic to bring opportunities to you. So rather than looking out and saying, oh, the economy is bad, people are getting laid off, it's more about focusing on what you want to do and then going out to seek those opportunities, if that makes sense. So I feel like opportunities are always available to people. Um, I mean, think about it. Yeah, people are being laid off, right? But at the same time, people who are running online businesses, they're booming and they're thriving because of how the pandemic has changed the nature in which people are working. So that's another way of looking at the pandemic. Yeah, if you read the news, that's what they're going to say, that the economy has been tanking, people are being laid off, but there are people out there who are thriving. And I know of people who have gotten lots of clients online during these last couple of months. So I really just think about, um, I encourage people to think about what it is that they want and go look for those opportunities. Mm. Well, those are good points. Um, how about how does one rebuild a career out of um, retrenchment or or being laid off? Because um, I've known some people uh, back in the States that um, they've been working as a developer or as a as a customer a customer sales uh, representative uh, back in the States for almost five to six years and then suddenly, during the because of because of the pandemic they got laid off they got retrenched so mm-hmm. um as a life coach and as a, in the perspective of uh, a life coach um how does one rebuild her, their career out of um after being laid off yeah so i think that the first thing is Maybe even the question itself, um, I I would think about the question differently, right? So mm-hmm. I don't see it so much as rebuilding a career because the word rebuild suggests that something had collapsed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see it that way because the layoff was not in the person's control, right? Mm-hmm. The layoff was because of a global pandemic. Right. And I think if these people are applying for jobs in the future, prospective employers are understanding of that. Right. So Mm. I don't see this as a rebuild. I see it more of a pause. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe this is where the research comes in. Right. So like for someone, for, for example, customer sales representative. Right. Um, I'm just throwing an example out there. 
so I don't know what type of company um, the person you know was working for, right? Mm. Um, but for example, Amazon, they're going to hit the, ho- we're entering the holiday season, right? And I think yeah. the last article I read said that they're hiring like 100,000 seasonal workers, right? Mm. Um, but I imagine that they're going to need customer service representatives to handle the influx of deliveries. You know what I mean? So it's about doing your research to understand where the demands are because there are going to be demands, right? Another example of this would be um, like the healthcare industry. That is never going to go away because regardless of what is happening with the world and economy, there are going to be people out there who need prescription, who need medicine, who need healthcare, access to healthcare. So I imagine that those companies will be hiring, you know? So I think that it's not so much about rebuilding. It's about reassessing given the current pause. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, given, given that thought of, um, uh, me, well, technically you're right. I mean, uh, if they got laid off, it's technically a, a pause on their career and then they can resume it uh, on a different company afterwards but how about those businesses who got closed down uh due to um bankruptcy or or they have no customers anymore that that's currently um utilizing their products or something uh is there is there a way for them to rebuild the business that they built for for let's say five years six years or more Hmm. Yeah, you know, the thing is, like, it's, I can't speak for every industry out there, right? And, mm-hmm. um, but I will say, what I will say is that I feel like this is an opportunity for people to think about if it's possible to innovate, right? And unfortunately, there are businesses where you cannot do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see if there are any examples that pop up. Let's say, um, for example, in New York, right there, we went through a period of time where restaurants and eateries um, were not allowed to serve people indoors, right? And there are places that didn't make it through that period of time because takeout wasn't enough to sustain their business model, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in those cases, unfortunately, innovation is less of an option, right? Mm-hmm. But to the extent possible, is it? are there opportunities for businesses to innovate, right? So the other example that I can think of would be like <clears throat> yoga studios, right? that mm-hmm. took their classes online. So that would be an example of innovation to keep people afloat. So the first thing to think about is to see if there are ways of innovating on the current business to keep it afloat in other ways than the current model that they've been using, right? Um, and then if not, then the uh, then where do you go from there? 
right? And that's a yeah. question for people to explore. Like, where do you go from there based on your previous experiences, your expertise, and given the parameters around what is currently happening, which is the pandemic. And we don't know how long it's going to last. And we don't know how that's going to change the way that we do business in the next one to two years. I mean, five to six years, that's even harder to say. We just mm-hmm. don't really understand this um, disease to the full extent possible. You know, we're learning new things every day. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty much really simple. I mean, um, it's, it's trouble for a lot of people that I know, especially in the startup industry, that they have uh, just um, some of them have just started doing their business last year and then ended up being uh, being being a sort of a failure this year just because of the pandemic uh, wherein things has been so drastic to the point that they have to change their plans for the whole year. I mean, Mm. it's technically, um, I can't, I can't even think of the right word to describe things uh, within the industry, but yeah. um, Speaking of, um, uh, careers, uh, what are your top three keys to personal growth? Yeah, so the first, I mean, I think that there are three things that people can focus on. So I think the first thing that's really important is to make time for self-reflection, right? Mm-hmm. So the we grow when we understand ourselves and how what we're doing isn't working right and Mm -hmm. when we see that something isn't working we figure out ways to do it better we figure out ways to improve ourselves right but that only stems from self-awareness so if you're not even aware that something could be better or that you could be better then you don't see an opportunity for growth right and you it's possible to cultivate self-awareness by making time for self-reflection. So I think that's the first thing that's really important to make time for self-reflection to develop Mm self-awareness. The second thing is to have this understanding that there's a lesson to be learned in everything that we do, everything that happens to us, even in quote unquote failures. So I actually don't think that failures um, exist because I Mm -hmm. think that even in quote unquote failures, there are lessons to be learned and that we grow, we go through failures um, to grow. So it's like, if you never failed at anything, then chances are you probably haven't aimed high enough for something that you really, really want. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's this acronym for FAIL, which I really appreciate. It's called First Attempt in Learning. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to what I mentioned before, which is there's a lesson in every quote-unquote failure. So that's the second thing that I think is important to personal growth. The third thing I would say is to 
strive to be a better person than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I mentioned this is because it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to other people. Um, you know, if we're just starting out, we're comparing ourselves to someone who's 50 steps ahead of us. And that's not helpful because it's very demoralizing. We don't know other people's stories. We don't know what's happening in the back end. I think the most that we can ask of ourselves, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, and if we truly want to grow, is to compare ourselves to who we were yesterday as a benchmark to see if we're growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. Well, those are heavy pointers. I mean, uh <laughs> Uh, I didn't expect that uh, to be that, um, you know, uh, we call this heavy or um, straight to the point. Yeah, I got everything on my end already, Angela. Um, Do you have anything to promote before we go? Yeah, so just to share again, I am an international life purpose and career coach. So I help people tap into their purpose so that they can have the impact and income that they want. If people are interested in learning more about the work that I do, they can visit my website, which is www.angelachoi.co. That's A-N-G-E-L-A-C-H-O-I.co. And on my website, I offer a free guide called Six Steps to Living Your Purpose, which is a booklet that people can go through, they can read through it and answer the questions that would be helpful for them to tap into their purpose, which goes back to my number one point before, which is to make time for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And um, the, are, are you on social media? Yeah, I am on social media. Um, I, I'm a little more active on Facebook. Um, so people can find me on Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, I just started an Instagram account a couple of months ago. <laughs> well, congrats. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's like a whole new world to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, again, I, I would like to thank you, Angela, for, for um, uh, sparing a bit of your busy time uh, with me for this quick podcasting session. Um, and I really hope I could, uh, have you again on board yeah, next time. Yeah, thank next you episodes. so much. All right. Thank you, Mackie. Well, thank you to Angela. It's been a pleasure, right? Likewise. All right. So, All right. uh, yeah, uh, you have anything else to, uh, maybe an event or something to promote? No. Um, I do have a, a workshop coming up. Um, you, uh, it's actually taking place uh, November 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in partnership with a New York City-based organization called New Women's Space. Um, anyone can attend. Mm-hmm. And it's taking place on November 19th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's a one and a half our virtual workshop called uh, Discover and Live Your Purpose. So during the workshop, we will talk about what it means to actually live your purpose, how it feels when you live in alignment with your purpose, the three roadblocks that 
prevent people from tuning into their purpose. And the three ways that we can, the three ways and techniques that we can employ to tap into our purpose. So if people are interested, I recommend that they join. Okay. Yeah. So um, yet again, uh, thank you. And I really hope that um, I will, I will tell my friends about the, your workshop, by the way, um, cause I have, I also have a lot of friends who are in New York right now. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Most, most of them are creatives. Uh, they're doing short films or commercials or advertising agencies and stuff like that. So that's so cool. Yeah. Um, after this, I'll send you, um, a link uh i messaged you on facebook so i can mm-hmm. send you a link and follow up with you yeah well s- s- send me the workshop link after this call yes. all right for sure all right well yeah thank you angela and i hope you have a good day ahead you too thanks yeah. Mackie. Take bye care. bye